BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey everybody, Travis Irvine here, hanging out with Fernando. Hello. Hello, Fernando. And of course, while Ben Kissel is on sabbatical, we are joined by the one, the only, Cena Gaznavi. Hey, great to be here. Hey, thanks so much for being here. We love Fraudsters, huge fans. Thank you. And we love it every time you come here on Top Hat. We got a big show. It's a lot to cover. Big show, big really show. big show. And Real big shoes big show. to fill for a big show. Absolutely. And luckily, there's so much batshit news out there oh my that God. we have no shortage of things to talk about. <laughs> Lauren bat Bobert. Batshit. Batshit. I'm going to say batshit. <laughs> Lauren Bobert. Wow. She's out there getting kicked out of plays, dating Democrats now. Cats are dating dogs. <laughs> what is going on in America? Also, we've got updates on the Ken Paxton trial in Texas. And, of course, lots of nutty things always happening in the U.S. House GOP caucus. But first and foremost, because we love our nutty Republicans, especially when they, you know, kind of just go off the rails. Let's open with something a little fun that involves not just a man under deposition who's losing his cool, but also the term lumpy pillows, (laughs) which you don't expect to hear in court or trials or anything. Cena, you're a lawyer. Have you ever heard the term lumpy pillows in any type of deposition whatsoever? Well, in a Supreme Court case in 1873. <laughs> okay, of course. The lumpiest of the, pillows. The classic uh, James Buchanan versus the pillow company. In Marbury v. Madison. Uh, no. Well, they, they, they deemed all pillows are made equal. Yeah, exactly. No lumpy pillows. Mike Lindell, everybody. You all know him. We all know him. <laughs> He's, of course, the former MyPillow magnet. Uh, also a former crackhead, so you got to give him that. Mm. Take that into consideration. He was a crackhead first. Then he was a major pillow guy. And now, of course, he fell uh, addicted to something else. And that was conspiracies and lies. Oh, Ooh. I thought you were going to say love. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. Say well, addicted to love. Uh, he loves conspiracies and lies. Oh, right. Yeah, right. yeah. And, of course, he is being um, dragged through multiple trials right now because of all of his beliefs on the 2020 election, how it was fraudulent. But we're going to go ahead and start with a little clip of Mike Lindell under oath in a deposition when it comes to the Dominion Voting Systems trial that is going on. And he is a big part of that right now. This is wild stuff. I love it when Mike Lindell does anything like he was really fun. When he's just raw Mike Lindell. Yeah, raw Mike Lindell. I mean, on Jimmy Kimmel, like he was, it seems like he was having, like he's clearly crazy, <laughs> but he was like having fun with the whole idea that right, he's right, crazy. Right. This is just pure Mike Lindell crazy. And here he is arguing with the lawyer of the executive of Dominion Voting Systems, Eric Coomer. And 
basically what happens is Lindell's pillows are mm-hmm. referred to as a term that he does not care for. And he goes off on the lawyer. Do you want to play this clip? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's hear Mike Lindell. Let's see some raw Lindell. Okay, and I'm not asking about the lumpy pillow callers. Uh, no, they're up. not lumpy pillows. That's up. not what Excuse they call me. us. Okay. Oh boy. When you say lumpy pillows, now you're an asshole. Oh you got that? You're an asshole okay. is what you are. Like no, he's an asshole. Uh, he's an how... ambulance chasing asshole. That's oh, what you are. Wow. Lumpy pillows, kiss my ass. Oh, Put that in your book. <laughs> no, they, they answer anything, any problem customer that wants to reach oh, Mike no. Lindell. Those are the ones. I want to talk to Mike Lindell. I want to talk to Mike Lindell. Mm-hmm. They send them to here and they go... Or they call about, um, maybe they didn't get their pillow on time because of uh, um, the FedEx or whatever. Wow. FedEx, well, we'll right cover under them, the even bus. Oh, somebody God, else's really. fault. Nobody called because of a lumpy pillow. <laughs> <laughs> a good, good one, though. Uh, good yeah. one. Good one. Good. Wait, it, yeah, he's I'm still done. Oh, oh he's done? not. Oh, no, he's not. Saying, saying, obviously, you don't have a my pillow too. Uh, you don't not, do a, not a customer. <laughs> What I'm saying is, Mr. Uh-huh. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm oh, back. How many assholes? When you're wait. saying what? Oh, my this, God. We let got, me, wait a minute. Yes, Guys. Please. Let me just say. Uh-huh. As I came in to this show today, yes. I wanted to make sure I was prepped. Okay. Yeah. I went on MyPillow.com. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Have you been on my... Are I'm, you a MyPillow customer? No, I'm not a MyPillow customer, never. but I check out the website very much. Like, you I do? love it. I love I, it. I just see the commercials on TV. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, he's still doing commercials. His pillows are very much tailored. They uh-huh. use a t-shirt sizing reference system to ins- to figure out what loft the pillow should be oh, for your head. wow. I am totally in agreement with Mike Lindell. Oh, my God. You mean that they're not lumpy? This is such an asshole move. These are not lumpy pillows. It makes you an asshole. The last thing that, I mean, there could be pedos on these pillows, Uh but there are no lumpy pillows. There are no lumpy pillows. That was incredible. I want to drink every time he yells asshole in that deposition. so Right, he is correct. He is Let me correct. just say no. I, he is a maniac, yeah. but it, he is he is lunatic. <laughs> but when it comes to his pillows, I cannot disagree with this man. <laughs> there is no way this man has a lumpy pillow. I think the, it's funny that the the thing is that the the way the the it's the the guy giving the deposition, right? Yes. Yeah, it's funny. Just he just said it. He's like, "You're lumpy pillow." It's it's like, basically it's a stab at him. It's do you a, right. do you think well there was a bet? Before he went in the deposition, we were like, "All right, all right, all right." I bet right. you, I bet you, you can crack him. You're not going to say lumpy pillow. Yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. If Over you do under. it, if you do it, he'll lose his mind. He'll dude. lose his fucking mind. Yeah, if you dude. Lumpy pillow. Because honestly, I will say, I've only been under deposition twice. Right? Oh, under. Uh, yes. <laughs> Look, I worked for some Republican scumbags. We've covered it on this show yep, before. It is literally the only time I've had to be uh, deposed. I believe is the term. <laughs> right. And I, I was told before I, I went under the oath that depositions, you can't necessarily win a trial in a deposition, but you can certainly lose a trial on a oh, deposition. Right, and this is the perfect example. Uh, yes, exactly. And that's yeah. exactly what happened here. They got him. I agree with you, Cena, that the, the lawyers were talking beforehand. is like, how do we get this guy to really crack like he used to do when he was addicted to crack? <laughs> and boom, I think they did it. The crackhead came out. The crackhead, the, the, the hungry crackhead. Yeah, came this is out. a lot different from the guy in the commercials where they open the 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 door and he's there smiling and he looks real rested and they look real rested. This is not a good my pillow commercial, is what I'm saying. Well, that's exactly it. 
Mike Lindell has lost all face. He's lost everything else. No credibility. Everyone knows his past. He's even put it out there. I'm a crackhead, but I still love Trump. The only thing this man has left is these pillows. And you come you into come, his... To you his come into my deposition <laughs> Again, insulting my pillows. I will say this. A recovered crackhead redid my roof. Incredible job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, let me say, no, we're not hating on this recovered crackhead crack probably has great pillows. And yeah. I can't believe I'm on this show defending these pillows. <laughs> yes. But I can see how this would set this man off. This right. is probably the crutch of his recovery. That's, that's the only thing Are he's the got. pillows. That's yes. all this man has. Look. By the way, that website is all encompassing. He oh, yeah. sells everything. everything. He sells flip flops. He sells like oils, coitus wow. oils. Oh, my everything. Lord. It's, it's, like, it's like a crackhead made the website. You know, you go down into some uh, state that I won't mention and I don't want to offend anyone okay, from, uh, great, in the great, audience. Great. <laughs> but you know, they've got the entire Mike Lindell collection. Oh. From like sheets to pillowcases <laughs> to yeah. essential oils. Crack pipes? <laughs> Crack pipes. All right. Count me in. Well, we'll, we'll keep everyone in the loop because Lindell is eventually going to have to get on the stand and actually convince a jury that he's not the sort of guy I'm sure who would accuse a random executive of being a criminal traitor and stealing an election. It's going to get a little messy, especially if he does It'll that. I mean, you're a lawyer. What if your client did that on the stand? I would laugh. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd be Which like, I'm a guy. very bad lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I can tell you who could also probably use not just a good lawyer right now, but even just a good friend. And that's mm. Lauren Bo everybody. She's really been cast off by the MAGA world as she we has. covered on this show. And apparently right now she's also getting tossed out of musicals, everyone, yeah. for causing a disturbance. The Beetlejuice musical. Which is kind of like that's how do you get kicked out of that one? That's like Beetlejuice screaming it's, and dancing and haunting and yeah. vaping. Haunting. She was vaping. Yeah, she was vaping. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I'm on her side. <laughs> Here it is, everyone, from our friends at Media. Lauren Bobert, a representative of Colorado, of course, Republican, was kicked out of a performance of Beetlejuice on Sunday after she allegedly vaped, causing a disturbance. And then she told the staff, "You want to know what she told the staff?" That's right, folks. You she know went who full, I am. She went full Karen on your manager. Do you know who I of am? Of course she did. And I bet you. I bet you they did. <laughs> and they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Deo. Uh-huh. He said deo. That's right. They like, oh, man, Lauren and Bobert, get out of the auditorium, please, right now. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's Harry Belafonte as an usher. <laughs> I think the the revelations, though, the, what the fallout of this has been crazy. So the man she was with yes. was a Democrat. And yes. he owns a cocktail bar. Oh, imagine. And of course, she is also in the non-bar business because her restaurant shooters, which were supposed to be like hooters, but they all have guns on them. They weren't allowed to serve alcohol with all the guns in the restaurant. <laughs> right. So it's yeah, it's like it's just food. Basically. And she's definitely drunk here. Oh, she went and be. had cocktails oh, made by her yeah. Democrat She's boyfriend. She right. got her all, yeah. you know, liquored up. Yes. They went to Beetlejuice. Yes. She's vaping. She's singing real loud. <laughs> She's on the board of this theater, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. I, I bet she had her shoes off, too. She's like yeah. barefooting around. <laughs> and let me ask you guys this, though. Uh-huh. Are you supportive of this cross-party line union? Uh, well, oh, yeah, 100%. Well, let, let's, yeah. Let, let, me, uh, okay. let me get into the context. Okay. Because okay. the man's name, you're absolutely right, is Quinn Gallagher. He's 46. And I hate that name. Yes, Quinn, I know. Yeah. Yeah. No offense, Quinn's out there, at but the I've never met a fun at Quinn. Me. At Cena now, you yeah. can at me, Quinn. <laughs> Quinn and Quinton. Unless you're a female named Quinn, I'm all for it. Oh, right. There you go. I was only thinking about males. You're yep. right. Equal opportunity. Look Quinn. at you, Fernando. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> <laughs> well... 
in this world that we now live in, a Republican representative can date a Democrat. He is a, a bar owner. He owns a bar in Aspen. And there they were at the Beetlejuice musical at the Temple Huyna Buell Theater in downtown Denver, where, yes, as you said, they were vaping, loudly singing, taking pictures. All right, that is grounds for removal. <laughs> yeah, because you're not supposed to take pictures. The flash interrupts everybody. It Absolutely. Gets up, yeah, so and, that's bad. And that's this bad. Man, so trashy. This man, Quinn, he is the co-owner of Hoochcraft Cocktail Bar in Aspen, which he opened with another man named Pat Flanagan back in 2016. So, of course, he's living in Aspen. You got to be a more of a Democrat-leaning person if you're living out there. But he's been spending his evenings with the fireband Republicans. So, Cena, to your point, you support this crossover between a Republican dating a Democrat. When the lights are off, uh-huh. you can't see red or blue. No, oh. uh, that's all I'm saying. Oh, wow, you know what? This is the type of stuff that that will bring our country together. Well, honestly, my worry though, because we've seen it recently, is a lot of secret Republicans where yes. people run as Democrats, but they're actually Republicans. That's my worry when I see things like this. Right. Because if you allow it in your home, then you'll allow it in the streets. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you, you know, and I'm, by home, you mean vagina. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I mean, in, in the conversations, what kind of conversations are they having from across the dinner table with each other? You know, right. if, if Lauren Boebert, that we every time we see her talk, she's sensational and she's. But don't you think outside of like the political arena, people don't give a shit? I feel like a lot of times people just want to just like shoot the shit, make fun of some like weird thing that's happening in the right. restaurant around them. They talk about other stuff that's happening. A lot of times, I think in America, and I think we've been polarized because we have technology and media systems that polarize us that want us to hate each other. Lots of we could just sit around. We all did this before Twitter, yes. before X, or before Facebook. Oh, zitter, and all these things. Zitter, it's Zitter? Funny. Is yeah. that right? Zitter. That insults him. You know. yeah. Shitter? I, it's close. <laughs> it's the accent. Zitter. Oh, yeah. Shitter. Yeah. Zitter. Well, that's where everyone shits from and tweets from anyway. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about this, and I agree with you, Cena, because I always think about the 1992 presidential election. Uh, yes, I was alive. I was a kid, and I did go. not fully understand it. But there's a great documentary called The War Room where they showcase James Carville, yeah. who had the mouth Stephanopoulos. The and George Stephanopoulos. But James Carville was literally dating, or and now I believe yeah. has been married to for a long time. Long. It was a George H.W.'s press secretary at the time, uh, Mary Madigan, I yeah. believe was her name. So, yes, there's always been that crossover, Democrats, Republicans, working together, sleeping together. But I think with this, the thing is that Boebert is indeed, as this article says, such a firebrand, quote unquote. Exactly. Like, it's it, same with Lindell. When you go so far as to call elections fraudulent, to say that presidents are not legitimate, Lauren Boebert's done so much crazy shit on the House floor. There's a that's exactly it. I'm gonna. Def- I'm, that's exactly my my point here because I I'm gonna this uh Fernando disclosure personal information. Okay. I have dated a Republican for a, for a long time. I dated a Republican. You, you a are Trumper. right now. No, no, not, not anymore. Okay. but I'm single now. But for a while, I dated a Trumper, hardcore Trumper. While the Trump while Trump was president, I dated a Trumper. Okay. Oh man, he, you just thought about the sex. Yeah, I just I saw your eyes. Oh, oh, I, I saw just saw you. Eyes. You just what did what I, did, I do. No, I wanted to clarify my statement. <laughs> I wanted to vocalize my statement correctly. Okay. What I wanted to say is he isn't an elected official for the Republican Party. Does that sure. make sense? Right. So our conversations about politics, they're just that conversations compared to what Loven 
Bobert is actually doing. She's actually voting. She's actually involved. So when uh, it's different, it is different from me and you say if me and you dated a Republican. I think it's completely different because sure. she is actually a Republican in power. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. It's like yeah. the difference between Jared Kushner and Hunter Biden. But are we one also actually saying, has power? One is just a senator's son. But are we also right. saying here are they principled about their views? Mm. Right. If there's a principle, if there's a foundation behind their views, that's different than just being because what we're also saying about a firebrand is that they actually are just crazy or they don't believe it or they're right. just trying to get views or they're just trying to get attention or they're enabling an insurrection. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know stuff like that. But to your point, Cena, I actually that highlights a great article coming out from Politico where they're saying Lauren Boebert is now ditching the whole MAGA thing in Colorado. She's starting to sound like a completely different person in her home district. Interesting. Yes. It's so almost like she's conservative fluid. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't wait for the Republicans to completely embrace that way. Uh, There's a spectrum within the Republican Party. Imagine that. So, uh, yes, Bobert, we all know her, of course, from all her antics in D.C., but she's been zipping around uh, her mountainous Western Slope district, wearing her stilettos and, you know, MAGA gear. But lately, she has been trying to just talk to local officials about the water shortages. She's talking about the earmarks that the GOP uh, are trying to get out to the farmers to the rural areas of her district. And that she didn't even really mention anything about Biden until she was directly asked about it by supporters. So this is one of those situations, to your point, about Republicans just doing the things that Republicans used to do, which is hooking up their rural constituencies with the resources and policies they needed. It sounds almost like... Maybe someone like Bobert, now that she's been kind of ostracized from the MAGA, right? Now wing, the, the House the Freedom Caucus, because yeah. Major Taylor Greene's just like, there's this this caucus is only big enough for one crazy bitch. Did she only win her last election by like one percent oh, or like twelve so votes, crazy. something yeah. absurd? Yeah. I mean, I think she's realizing now that you actually have to govern. I'm towing yes. a line. You yeah. have to like yeah. the the firebrand media kind of centralized way of like running politics yeah. is is sexy and fun, but at the same time to actually be a person that's going to last in Congress, you need those folks that are local. You need the local leaders, the centers of influence that are going to help you win elections. You got to figure out the water. Yeah. You got to yeah. figure out yeah. actual local issue. Yeah. Politics is local. Yes. All politics is local. And Bober, you're absolutely right. You know, Colorado has an independent redistricting commission. So these are mm. not gerrymandered districts. She almost lost. And this is a solid Republican district. She almost lost to the Democrat uh, in 2022. There was it went down to like literally a recount, which is always fun when you hear the Republicans saying, count every vote, every <laughs> mail in vote. We got to count them all right <laughs> now. We need Bobert. Right. We need Bobert in here. So it is interesting because you're absolutely right. It wasn't until several dozen super conservative supporters were around her and asked her about the recent push to impeach Biden for alleged corruption, which we will get to here in a second. Um, and she only went there when she was asked by the moderator. And when she was asked that question in front of a friendly crowd, of course, she leaned into it and got excited applause, as I'm sure the MAGA crowd right, is always right. used to. So it is very interesting to see Bobert's making moves. Right. She's dating a Democrat. She's going to play. She's enjoying Beetlejuice. She's getting kicked out. But now she's also talking about water shortages. But then when she gets back in front of that manga crowd, it's right back to the bread and Six butter, baby. Foot, seven <laughs> foot, four birth by. Well, hold on. She's not that tall. She's not that tall. Okay. Three, Three foot, foot, four foot, four, four and, and a half, half foot, foot by. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very good. So we will keep everyone in the loop on uh, Ma'am Ma- 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 Bobert. Um, see if her, her, honestly, her time in the Freedom Caucus is done, but we'll see how much longer she will remain in Congress. And mm-hmm. super side note on her, her C-SPAN clips are prime. Oh, yeah? She is awful in a, in a hearing. <laughs> she is the worst interrogator, oh. the worst question asker. Yes. It's, it's one of those things like we've all been to bad open mics. Yes. It's almost <laughs> like you ever been to a, an open mic where someone doesn't, it's like an English as a second language. Yes. It's kind of like watching that. You're oh. like watching. You're like, this is, they're funny. But, yeah, like, but it's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah, they like, don't get it. Yeah, they, don't they don't get, get that they're funny. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. funny in the wrong way. <laughs> right, right. We're well, laughing at you, not yeah. with you. Not with you. Yeah. And to your point also, um, it was last year, 2022, she almost was beat by Adam Frisch, who's a former yes. Aspen City Council member. He's running again, right? And I, I believe he's running again. He surprised national and local Democrats by coming so close to toppling Bober in a district that voted for Trump by eight points back in 2020. Um, so they do believe that she might be safe, but uh, has, as you pointed out, Frisch is probably going to give it a second try. You got to lose once to win once. That's kind of the general idea in congressional. Get your name out there, policy. basically. Absolutely. Right? Like, right. Yeah. And Frisch is even on the record as saying, when you have the worst performing race in probably 20 years, you're going to try to reset. And her team was trying to get her to reset. So right, right. I believe, yes, she's yeah. trying to be more moderate. Talk about the water crisis. Go to Beetlejuice. Have sex with a Democrat. It might just make you win. (laughs) BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shana's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Speaking of trying to change tactics and winning, Bobert, of course, is a member of the House GOP, and they are trying a new tact themselves here in the coming um, weeks, months, and indeed, it will probably be, as we know, as the legal process goes, at least another year, probably mm-hmm. dragging into the 2024 election season. U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced that he has directed several House committees to open a formal impeachment inquiry into unproven allegations that Joe Biden, our president, profited from his son's business dealings when he was vice president in the Obama administration. McCarthy, a California Republican, said these allegations paint a picture, a picture of corruption, the next logical step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. Now, I would venture to ask you fine gentlemen, do you think that everyday Americans are actually sitting around wondering if their president, Joe Biden, is corrupt and if he made a bunch of money off his son Hunter Biden's dealings while Joe Biden was vice president during the Obama administration? Is any of this, does any of this have any teeth or are they just giving red meat to the base? Is it just me or has like no one ever assumed Joe Biden was rich? 
I don't know. <laughs> he just doesn't he read like as wealthy. Yeah. That's so funny. You're so right. He, t- <laughs> he so takes broke. the Amtrak. Yeah, <laughs> he eats ice cream. Yeah. He only eats ice cream. I always see him like every now and then they'll have like a clip of him. Like he pulls out like a $10 bill. <laughs> And like gives it to somebody. Right, right. Like, first he like of all, always is asking Kamala if she has changed. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey we got to feed the meter. Hey, hey, hey Jill. Jill. And yeah. I thought I had coins Weren't in my they, pocket. It's just my pills. They were at Costco one time. He's like, I forgot my Costco card. <laughs> right, right. I think his like general mental state is of more concern to America. Right. Then like, is he profiting on this? And from what I've read about this, uh, Hunter Biden was like out to dinner with business associates. Uh-huh. And around that time, Bo Biden was on his deathbed. And yes. then afterwards he was dying and they were in touch a lot more. And what Hunter would do is he would FaceTime or call his dad and they would just be in touch or he would text. And then Hunter Biden being a shrewd, if not slightly shady businessman that he is, which, oh, surprise, surprise, American capitalism breeds some shady businessmen. Also another former crackhead. So there you go. It's a theme today. (laughs) If you're a crackhead, go into business ASAP. The only thing lumpy about Hunter Biden were his crack rocks. (laughs) So he would call his dad and be like, Dad, I'm I'm here with him. Do you mind saying hello? And he'd be like, hello, I forgot my Costco card. How you doing? (laughs) How you doing? <laughs> and you're absolutely right, because during the Obama administration, Bo Biden was dying. Yeah. He was the attorney general of the state of Delaware, and he had a, a brain cancer. Brain cancer mm-hmm. that was inoperable. Geoblastoma. And that is exactly what, what killed him. In fact, that's why Biden, he was so um, impacted by that. That's why he didn't run for president right yeah. after the Obama administration. So you're absolutely right. Is Again, we're back to this point where the Republicans are so obsessed with Hunter Biden right. that now we are a little, but this is procedural it's, now. This is very procedural, and Hunter Biden has now been indicted on a firearms charge. Love a paperwork right. indictment. Yeah, right. a paperwork Don't exactly. pay taxes. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, they got him on paperwork. Paperwork, this time. it's, you know, a firearms thing. Right. This, this is what people, I think, don't realize, or at least the GOP doesn't realize, is that Americans take issue when you go after someone's family. Yeah. It doesn't hit the same way as Hillary's emails. Right, right, right. It was Hillary's emails. Yeah, that's her emails. her emails, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whether that was real or not, let's put that issue aside. We're associating one thing with another. They keep trying to associate Joe Biden with Hunter Biden's actions. Yeah. And the nexus just never ends up getting there. Why? Because Joe Biden only has $10 in his pocket. (laughs) And and he's he's at Baskin Robbins and he's trying to buy three cones. And you know what? Inflation's up. Right. And that's cost $21 now. (laughs) That's uh, that's Biden inflation for you, pal. (laughs) That's me. I named it for myself. Also, do you take Costco cards here at Baskin Robbins? (laughs) I, I think. I think that it's projection, yes. and I think it's it's lasting from the the Trump administration. Yeah. During the Trump administration, Jared Kushner, which is Trump's legal son, he did a lot of business dealing. He did you know two billion dollars to Saudi Arabia. He did a lot of movements of money, and so they saw that, and they saw how Jared Kushner was able to get away with that. Mm. And so in their logic, they're like, oh. If Jared Kushner did it, that's what he must have been doing with Hunter Biden. And wow. that's why he was doing those phone calls and stuff. But as it's been brought up by CNN and I think even Fox News, where is the evidence? Sure. Yeah. I yeah. love that and, you brought up Jared Kushner as well, because they Trump sent Jared Kushner over to Israel to do the Abraham Accords. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that's 
That, Weird. That, that, okay. that should never not have. A, yeah, yeah, why did you not per- send Mike Pompeo, CIA yeah. director, yeah. all of these different things? Or Mike Lindell. <laughs> send him some lumpy pillows. Exactly. So why do you send Jared Kushner to do one yeah. of the biggest foreign policy moves of your administration? Right. Because you're going to make some money yeah, on the back end yeah, yeah. with the UAE and Israel. And, and like these are things that are very transparently obvious. Mike Pompeo should have been the guy mm-hmm. over there. He was the guy who did all the work, the emails that were being sent. Right. All the actual work was Pompeo and his crew. Exactly. Like Jared Kushner just went in there to get the alley-oop yeah. and to like get the pictures and the photo op. And to grease the wheels for whatever they were going to do Set later. Set up the golf tournament, basically. Yeah. yeah. But that's, and that's why, to reiterate my point, I think that's why the GOP is obsessed because they saw it happen for four years in the Trump administration. Yeah. And so in their head, they're like, oh, it just, it, that's what they're, the sons do. This is the this, thing. This is that's yeah. what the sons do. Sure. And again, the, the issue is there's no evidence. I right? cannot wait for my sons to call me. And for me to aid in their corruption. Oh my God, please. please. <laughs> you have 18 plus years at least. I, yeah, but I, I am an oh infant God. and a two year old, and I cannot wait. I respect oh my God. the ambition. When the well, elementary school teachers call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, a, your son's addicted to crack. Second of all, he's making a lot of great business deals How here. How clean is the crack? Yeah. It's, well, it's a little lumpy. Oh my God. I so, hope Fernando Jr. like has a great time with the president of Mexico. There you go. Right, right, right. Well, you guys touched on some very good points, and I want to get to these as well because you're absolutely right. First of all, A, Trump is indeed behind the scenes of a lot of these impeachment talks Mm -hmm. released by Politico and covered as such. Donald Trump has been weighing behind the scenes in support of the House GOP to impeach Biden. Very convenient for it to happen as we lead up to the 2024 election, which again, as of now, is still just Going to probably be a rematch between Biden and Trump. <sighs> All old and shit. Yeah. 2022.0. That's like 320s. Anyway, you get the idea. <laughs> the former president has been speaking weekly with House GOP conference chair Elise Stefanik, a Republican the most of New York. Annoying conversations. Oh my God. Ever. ever. I can't, yeah, I do not want to be a fly in the wall in these conversations. Uh, but the two spoke Tuesday, which was right around when House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced that Republicans would be pursuing the inquiry into impeachment, according to everyone familiar with the conversation. Of course, Stefanik, as uh, some of you may know, and we will be covering other possibilities here later, she is a potential VP pick for Mr. Trump as we Mm. lead up to the 2024 election. We all know he chose Mike Pence back in 2016. Mike Pence wasn't loyal enough in 2020, so Trump (laughs) apparently is really wanting a woman on the ticket, and he's looking at Kristi Noem uh, from South Dakota, which we, we can get to here in a second, but Elise Stefanik, to your point, is she just the one greasing these wheels in the House GOP caucus because she wants that Trump endorsement for VP? Yeah, I, I think she is just bad news. Yeah. It is, it is, oh, yeah. She was a big Santos, George Santos supporter right. when he was doing right. his run up. She has it, this is just all the makings of a disaster. Yeah, I, you make the point. I think uh, he's really looking for a yes man. Because yes. of, because with Pence, especially a yes now with person, the, you know, yes, yeah, person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> woman, help I'm trying to expand the amount of people who say yes to me, <laughs> and know. women don't say yes to me very often. <laughs> it's okay if they say no. <laughs> uh, it he's it's awful. I I don't know how this is going to go. It's a it's a real tough place to be in this country right now. Sure, when no one is happy, the Republicans are not happy. Uh. Right. This. Nobody's happy. Well, and that again, to to everyone's points, this is probably happening again, as we saw, because it took McCarthy, what, 15 
times times to get the votes to actually become House Speaker. He is beholden. He had to make all those pro- every back- every one of those times. He had to make a promise. So now he owes fifteen favors, basically. Yeah, or yeah. or even like six favors right. because you had six holdouts. These extreme MAGA folks. Your Lauren Boberts, right? And your Matt Gateses. You have to let me vape at the Congress Yeah, floor. exactly. Oh, I, I'll let you vape, baby, wherever you want. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. It just makes the musical come to me. Oh, my God. Who's here right now? <laughs> Beetlejuice. So does McCarthy even have the 218 votes? He needs to launch a probe. And then, of course, once the probe commences, will they actually have any charges and will they actually have the votes for an eventual impeachment? It's very hard to say because the House GOP is so fractured with those six uber MAGA people who held the speakership over McCarthy and then, you know, all the other representatives who are in the... the Don't you think that this is Kevin McCarthy just trying to detract the news cycle away from Trump's indictment yes. in Georgia. Oh, sure. It's to that point you just said, yes. it's red yeah. meat. Yep. It's red meat for his fan base. It's like, look, yep. I am, I'm going after corrupt Bidens. I'm yep. going after those corrupt And they can Bidens. fundraise on it, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, of course they're going to fundraise on it. Good grief. That's even Trump continues to fundraise every time he gets indicted. It doesn't matter. 91 uh, uh, counts at this point. He gets $91,000 for every single one of those, it seems like. Democrats also not happy. They said the announcement by McCarthy showed that he's just caving in to the right wing of the House GOP caucus. Uh, Representative Malin Dean of Pennsylvania, who's a member of the House Judiciary Committee, said, we have 11 legislative days to pass 11 appropriations bills to avoid a shutdown. That is technically what they're there That's to do. What they That's should like the be focusing on, right? Yeah, Mr. McCarthy, on his first day back, is calling for an impeachment inquiry. This is not leadership. This is a mockery. Mr. McCarthy needs to lead his caucus, not the other way around. Republicans always complain about how government doesn't work when they're the ones who actually make government. They're destabilizing yeah, it actively. It, it'd be and, really great if they could just get to the business. Just of get to the business of it. I mean, that is you make a great point. That's one of my favorite Al Franken quotes when he was running for Senate and was a senator and then he left the Senate. But I think he still says it. And that is that Republicans do such a great job of, of campaigning on the idea that government does not work and then they get elected and prove it yeah (laughs) it's just like the dysfunction is very real and we're seeing it not just not just in dc we're also seeing it all around the country everybody and no the thing uh, the thing before we go off this topic is you you see i see matt gates and i see like you know marjorie taylor green doing interviews they don't have evidence the whole they they are just calling for this indictment so they can even start reviewing evidence which means they have nothing they're right. literally like like we said fundraising and it gives they're distracting from the Trump, you know, indictments right. and more importantly, what like we said, they're distracting from the government shutdown. I, I will say yeah. this. The Russia gate situation that that happened during Trump, this like brought up so much. The fact that we thought Trump ha- was smart enough to collude and cooperate with the <laughs> yeah. Russian government yeah, and coordinate yeah, yeah. things. Yeah, they yeah. thought that Steve Bannon and all these guys were intricately playing chess with the Russian government. Right. I cannot tell you how let down I was when I read the Mueller report and none of this ended up happening. <laughs> right. All we ended up finding out is they were as dumb as we thought we they were. <laughs> yeah. They were as stupid yep. and as disorganized and as chaotic as we all knew they were. Yep. And now we're supposed to think, oh, they're they're sly foxes. And now that happened. They blew their load on that. Sorry to be so crass about mm-hmm. it, but it makes yeah, the most sense. They blew sense. their load on they that. They blew their load. And now 
Republicans are like, well, we're just going to do the same thing. We don't really care. You guys exactly. did it. We're just going to do the same yeah. thing. Exactly. It's fine. Distracting right. from actual work. And that's yeah. the thing. It, it is just like, if you have the votes now, then you might as well just go impeach somebody yeah. you don't like. And we're seeing that, by the way, not just in D.C., um, we will keep our eyes on Wisconsin, where the Republicans in the state house there are trying to impeach the new Democrat Supreme Justice. She has not even ruled on a single case yet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to get her out of there because, awful. again, she's a Democrat. She yeah. has broken the Constitution. <laughs> because, quote unquote, they can. So we will keep our eyes on that. But we're going to go down to Texas right now. Oh, hell yeah. Because this is, this is some spicy stuff where Republicans are trying to impeach another Republican. <laughs> what? I know. We've covered this a little bit here over the last few months. It is a doozy of a saga of a story with uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who now is officially on trial in the Texas State Senate. That is where they do their impeachment trials. It's kind of how they do it in uh, D.C., where the Senate is the jury, basically. But this is a historic trial because Ken Paxton... Do all the senators try to get out of it? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, no, just the one that's Ken Paxton's wife. Yeah. She has to recuse herself. And it's like, do they? the senators all show up? They're like, no habla inglés. <laughs> oh, God, not again. <laughs> and of course, keep in mind, Paxton like, just won re-election in November, yeah. even while all these indictments and charges have been stewing around him. But the long and short of it, of course, is that he's been embroiled in investigations um, since not just May, but even going back to 2020. 20 when he was involved with a developer who was under FBI investigation and even people who were in Ken Paxton's office because they know the law because they work for the attorney general's office <laughs> were like, stay away from this guy. Don't do dealings with this guy. And Ken Paxton, who was first elected in 2015, has basically been ignoring their advice to the point that now we see he is officially on trial in the state Senate. And this thing this thing has gotten messy already. Very messy. Like, there's uh, accusations of him cheating on his wife. Um, his <laughs> wife, again, is in the state Senate. And, yeah. like, I think we could go beyond accusations. She was in the room. She, right. <laughs> she came to the room and was like, I'm just going to plead the fifth. And they were like, all right, forget about it. But, like, you are definitely <laughs> a, a side piece. It's, yeah. And, and, and they brought her in, yeah. by the way. Mm -hmm. And they were wondering, should they have her testify? Then there's uh, bonkers things. And, Cena, you're actually a lawyer. So you can actually comment on this. But apparently the state is bringing the charges. So it's the, the House lawyers are the yeah. ones are the ones uh, basically trying the case against Mr. Paxton. And then Mr. Paxton has his own defense lawyers. Now, what exactly happened? And we I think we have a clip of this. It's just classic like Texas law. It reminds me of like an old episode of Matlock where they're yeah. just like dis oh, well. discussing procedurals. Well, Matlock was much, much, much more, more organized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matlock got his well, case every time. Much more. Well done. But this is a fascinating clip well, where I guess the House prosecutors. Well, first of all, the House prosecutor is 800 years old. So yeah, let's go right, to it yeah, yeah, take that into. So the man, the man. So the lawyer here for the house, the lead prosecutor, his name is Russell Rusty Harden. And you know you're a Texas lawyer when your middle name is yeah. Rusty. Your nickname is Rusty. Forty years ago, he was bronze. Hi, <laughs> yeah. oh, he is a little rusty. Wait, does bronze today. rust? I don't know. Steel? I don't Steel. know. Whatever. Everything rusts when you're 800 years old, I'm pretty sure. So let's listen to this clip of Rusty Harden almost throwing away the entire case for the house by resting the case. I think. Rusty could use a rest right about now. Let's watch this clip. Your Honor, at this time, the House of Managers rests. Just, he just rested without a cross-exam 
Um, I can recall the witness, though. I'm fine oh, with that. We'll God. recall this man. Okay. Uh, we will accept the rest. All right. <laughs> and that's well, how it works. He's certainly right. Okay. I, mean, I, I want to concede he's absolutely right. I apologize. Oh, no. I think he is entitled to his day in court. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so you. they arrested, but they were thank basically you. the defense was supposed to have a chance to cross examine the witness. Uh, Your Honor, I did not have my prune juice this morning. <laughs> Your Honor, I, <laughs> I'm a bit my, my friends call me Rusty, and I apologize because I'm living up to my name right now. <laughs> so this all goes back again to this guy, uh, Nate Paul, who was a real estate investor, and he's very wealthy, and he was very involved with Ken Paxton's campaigns. But in 2019, the FBI raided his homes and offices as part of a probe into his business dealings. So Paul, who is a donor into Paxton's re-election campaign, uh, tried to appeal to the attorney general himself for help because, you know, that's what happens when you make donations to a politician. You just hit them up right. for favors. Help. But in this case, Paxton is said to have responded by appointing a special prosecutor to look into Paul's concerns. Now, right away, we all know what special prosecutors mean. It means you're going to get some special treatment. Yeah. Mm. And so seven members of Paxton's own staff then issued a whistleblower complaint and they called for an investigation into the attorney general's dealings with Paul. The resulting 16 articles of impeachment accused Paxton of not just misusing his power to shield allies, but to exchange bribes, retaliate against the whistleblowers. And of course, there's a little bit of spicy innuendo into his love life. Yeah, we we actually covered some Ken Paxton uh, on fraudsters when we talked about fake abortion centers because he helped bring through $100 million uh, to help these fraudulent right. centers come through. That is something good to point out that in addition to just basic corruption, he in is his still, own life. He's he, still a piece of shit Republican yeah, trying yeah. to make life harder for everyone else. He really is awful. So and explain the, the fake abortion center just well, so people so there don't are, know. There are places in this country where they pose as an, a clinic, a, a clinic okay. right? And they will go as far as the people inside will wear lab coats. You will come but no in. no one there's a doctor. No one there is a doctor. Okay. They will come in. You will come in thinking you are going to get reproductive health services. But what you are really getting is pressured into not getting any reproductive wow. services. Some of them will have a cafe and an espresso machine and look like a, a fancy cafe. Some of them will be like a really cute, beautiful lab uh, kind of thing. Well, they'll, And then you'll go into an operating room or go into a room, a doctor's office with no doctor, and they will show you graphic videos Fetuses, and yeah. tell you that if right. you get an abortion, you will probably get cancer right, right, right. or all these awful things will happen. We have a bunch of those in Ohio as well. Yes. Yes. They outnumber actual abortion centers. And here's the, yes. here's the most insidious part. There are places now that will use targeted digital ads to wow. target women that are using search terms oh, to Lord. find an abortion. Oh, my God. That. That's why you should use INeedAnA.com. Right, right. That's how you can find mm -hmm. an actual place if you're looking for something like this. So when it comes to Ken Paxton, this stuff was happening at the same uh, around the same time, and he's been getting these um, uh, this funding through. But he got served for this impeachment trial. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff too, he's like, he got gifts like watches and vacations around this stuff as well. Typical corrupt politician stuff. But he tried to avoid getting served process. So you get papers, <laughs> you get served, right? right? You yeah, show yeah. up and Seth Rogen like, yeah. and Pineapple oh, Express. When I, when I got my deposition, it was a physical letter yeah. <laughs> at the door of my parents' house. Exactly. <laughs> And so he, they like, the guy showed up at the door. Knocks on the door, right? And, he, and they're like, oh, are, yeah, Ken Paxton. Are you? Yeah. And yeah. they're like, no, 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 he's not here. And then the, the SUV 
goes down, an SUV goes down the driveway, back door opens oh up, garage gosh. door opens, Ken Paxton runs, runs jumps into the back seat, Die Hard style. And then the SUV drives And then Murdoch is driving. He does a 360, gets back out. And the reason we know this, you can look this up, is because the process server who did serve process, it's called like a, no a knock and announce or whatever, or something like that, uh, a knock and serve. He has to write an affidavit about what happened. It's a legal proceeding. So it's in the public record. I'm sure I got oh a couple details gosh. wrong, but this man evaded process for yeah. his own impeachment. <laughs> like, homie, you're the attorney. What are you, yeah, how are you, are you, you're really going to avoid uh, it? Yes. I mean, this is the thing. They do think they're above the law, right? Yeah. He's just like, I am the law. And it's like, well, how are you going to skirt that? Well, I'm going to have my buddy drive up the black SUV. I'm going to run out of the drive. I'm going to speed around. And Murdoch, we got to hit the gaff, buddy. Do you remember Scott Pilgrim? Remember, yes. Is Scott here? And then he jumps out the window. It's that little yeah, that bit. It's it really, that bit. Yeah. <laughs> and all of it, again, it does tie in somehow into Ken Paxson's love life because he's accused of having an affair with Laura Olson, a former aide to State Senator Donna Campbell, Who's a fellow Republican? I wonder if she's out there in the in the state senate. The affair is the, the most jury. honest thing he did. Exactly, <laughs> that's what they say here. It's it's extramarital relations are not a crime, but because it happened, uh, what happened amounted to an act of bribery. Mm -hmm. um, Paxton allegedly used his influence to get Olson a job with Nate Paul, the real estate developer. And in exchange for Olson, the impeachment articles say Paul received favorable legal assistance from or specialized access to the attorney general's. Office, so it's really just that situation of, hey, you're under investigation by the FBI, so I'm going to go ahead and put in a special prosecutor <laughs> to make sure that doesn't go anywhere. And if you could do a favor for me, hey, this see this little piece, this see this little piece over here. Can you get her a job for me and just you know don't tell my wife? Oh my god, that's Texas politics. But this is, yeah. as we've said on this show, this is what happens with one party rule. Mm -hmm. right. And this is what happens. You know, Kevin McCarthy, at least he still has a bunch of Democrats he could just go work with at some point and get some shit done. But Texas is so overrun with Republicans. The state Senate is composed of 31 members. 19 of them are Republicans. And then one of them has an extreme conflict of interest because it's Angela Paxson, his wife. <laughs> I try my best to see the other side. I bend over backwards <laughs> at times. That's a good way to do it. Then you're looking at it upside down. Upside down. down. <laughs> and then it looks correct. And time and time again, the Republicans have no shame. Mm -hmm. Shame yeah, right, right. is just not existed in some of these guys. Well, it's, it's incredible. Yes. And he's not even showing up, by the way, to most of this. Try. He's not required to. But it's probably because he doesn't want to be in the same room as his wife and the mistress because they did bring in the mistress to <laughs> testify, but then they didn't ever testify. She just they just wanted Yo, her to eyeball her. Yeah, 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 they just wanted the, the two women to uh, hate eyeball each other. Her Balenciaga bag that she had <laughs> in there cost more than all the suits of the in both uh, legal teams. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Especially Rusty's. Especially yeah. Rusty's. Rusty. That's an 800 year old suit. <laughs> Which get I had dry cleaned by a pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens next? We will keep uh, you all in the loop. The government prosecutors did rest their case finally for real on Wednesday. Not when Rusty said they did, but they did eventually. Um, you know, they only have so much time to bring out witnesses and everything. So if any of the 16 impeachment articles are upheld and Paxton is convicted, he will be removed from his elected office. But we will see what happens because, again, the Republicans have the state Senate on lock. 
It's just a matter, again, and his wife can't vote for him or against right, him in this right. case. And so we will see what happens. Will the Republicans protect their own or will they say, you know what? This is finally a bridge too far. Let's get some other corrupt Republican <laughs> piece of shit in there because <laughs> right. this Ken Paxson guy's time is up. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So moving west, next door to Fernando's home state of New Mexico, we have some controversy going on there with the Democratic governor who is trying to ban firearms as a public health safety mm-hmm. situation. So emergency orders issued by New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grissom suspending the right to carry firearms in public and around Albuquerque are getting pushback from gun rights groups. Surprise, surprise. And even some law enforcement officials and elected leaders. So citing the recent shooting deaths of three children, obviously, good God, that is awful. Uh, that shooting... Uh, basically resulted in an 11-year-old boy who uh, was gunned down in a minor league baseball game. Yeah. That is brutal. In Albuquerque. Isn't that ridiculous? So uh, basically the governor there, Governor Luhan Grissom, declared gun violence a statewide public health emergency, saying that the rate of gun deaths in New Mexico increased from 43% uh, by 43% from 2009 to 2018. She said, when New Mexicans are afraid to be in crowds to take their kids to school to leave a baseball game when their very right to exist is threatened by the prospect of violence at every turn, something is very wrong. So she made the order last week, which was suspending the open and concealed carrying of firearms in public in Albuquerque and neighboring jurisdictions by anyone other than law enforcement, which is interesting because law enforcement apparently is opposed to that. We will we will get to that mm-hmm. as well. But this is very interesting. Um, Fernando, obviously, you're from New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had this kind of conversation in Ohio. Um Democrats all around the country, this is kind of how they want to deal with the gun violence situation. And that is, again, you got dead kids so or, or even shot kids, hurt kids in these situations more often than not. I believe even now in America, the second leading cause uh, for children right now right, is right. gun violence. So, yeah, why, why is this um, technique, this tactic potentially going to work or potentially backfire when it comes to making guns a public health safety concern. Well, that's it. It, it. Up until now, it's been very political. It's been a kind of like a like a personal rights issue. But kind of like when the pandemic happened, where your personal rights end is where, you know, someone else's safety begins. So that's why it's a public health issue, because it's not about you being safe. It's about the fact that Guns around children is causing children's to die. Right. And of course, obviously, the National Association for Gun Rights um, and several other groups, including law enforcement, are against this. 
And Cena, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the Second Amendment itself, because that's always what they go for, right? They say this is a violation of the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. In fact, that is uh, exactly uh, what they are saying here. The carry prohibition infringes the rights of the people, including plaintiffs, to keep and bear arms as protected by the Second Amendment. There are significant penalties for violations of the law, which is what the gun rights group argued in their court documents. So this is obviously going to go to court. Mm -hmm. It comes down to that Second Amendment. I don't know, honestly, how New Mexico's Supreme Court looks like their state Supreme Court, but we know if this goes to the U.S. Supreme Court, it's six conservative judges. They're just going to say, well, Second Amendment all day. Yeah, there's there's so much here. And fraudsters, we covered this when we talked about Wayne LaPierre being a huge fraudster. And, and right. we'll go back all the way to the Second Amendment and its founding, right, and its actual drafting. The and origin. J- the origin of it. James Madison cut a deal, basically. He did this to appease voters mm. in that area in Virginia to ensure that slave patrols, that slave owners would be able to control slaves. Around that time, in the years leading up to the Constitutional Conventions, there were slave revolts, and they were bloody. Bloody, Mm -hmm. they were, I'm talking, they were decapitating people, they were putting people's heads on spikes, rightly so. And you mean like the slaves to the slave owners, right? Exactly. And then what happened was slave patrols, which were the militias, were formed, and then they would go in through uh, South Carolina, Georgia, Virginia, in these state militias, they would go through different plantations, through different houses that the slaves were living in, Mm. look for munitions, and then they would retaliate against these potential, uh, against these slave revolts and make it even bloodier. Now, the thing that came through is that in the initial constitutional conventions, the idea was that the federal government would be able to call up all of these state militias if there was a foreign action, right? right? Because you need everyone to come in. Well, what happens Mm. if your local militia in Virginia gets called up to, let's say, New England Mm -hmm. to defend against a northern attack? Right. All of a sudden, there's no one to patrol your slaves. So you need local rights for guns and local, the ability. That was the argument at that time. Yes. Yes. And that is the deal that basically got struck is that. James Madison was not in good uh, standing with his constituents at that time. (laughs) He wanted to make sure that he could stay in office. He eventually became the senator, whatever, all that stuff. But the thing about this is we need to realize it's not about the individual gun rights. It's not about a tyrannical government. It is about running slaves. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is it's about control. Mm -hmm. It is about ensuring that your property was your property. Right. Cut to today, the reason the Heller decision happened, right? The big Second Amendment and the D.C. v. Heller decision happened. The things they quoted from the amicus briefs in that were briefs that were based from books that were made by the NRA and uh, intellectuals and academics they funded through law review articles that were based on very, very flawed stuff. And you can Mm -hmm. look at fraudsters. We covered this across three different episodes. I'm not going to bore you. It's a pretty dry three episodes. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. But I love, I was just rereading it today for this show. And I was like, man, this is a lot of history, but fuck, I love it. Yeah, And it's really true. Like the NRA and the gun right in this country has been doing the long game. Same with the abortion uh, pro-lifers, right? Mm. They have been playing the long game. And they've been able to incept 
intellectually, both Supreme Court justices, uh, both Congress mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. senators. This is how they're doing it. Right. And so when something like this happens, this is a shot across the bow for all of them. Now, right. if this right. goes to the Supreme Court, this gets rejected. What will happen at the local court really depends on how influenced the justices are at the local Supreme Court, right. at, the, at the New right. Mexico yeah, Supreme right. Court. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then hopefully it can get uh, lobbied up and, and you know referred up to the Supreme Court. And then we'll see what happens. But Mark my words, the Second Amendment yeah. is the least like fundamental and le- <laughs> it stands on the least strong ground right, right. from the actual statements that were made. You can look at the arguments that were made when they were arguing in the Constitutional Convention. Mm-hmm. It, it is it's really paper thin. Right. Right. What's wild to me about this story is that she's not even like taking away people's guns. She's not changing right. like I, I, she's changing not banning, the manner. She's I, not banning anything. I forgot to mention it's just a 30-day public health order. So <laughs> it may not even have the chance to she's go. She's just court. like, hey, let's try for 30 days, right. not taking guns to the park and right. see if anyone gets shot. So one of the things that that happens in the law too is when you, you talk about the, the First Amendment, you know how when you have protests, they say you can have the protest at this time, you can have it in this, in this area, right. and you can have it in this manner. Yeah. Time, place, manner. The Supreme Court allows for regulation of the First Amendment through time, place, and manner. Now, so why not the Second Amendment? So the Second Amendment would stri- uh, trigger strict scrutiny, which is the highest level based on uh, the, the First Amendment as well. Same same level of scrutiny. And so I would say that this is maybe what they're trying to do here. So they're saying the right. time, place, and manner in which you can use a gun is now being limited. Mm. Right. Yes. Right. right, right, right. So they're not necessarily... Taking down the entire Second Amendment. No one's taking their stupid guns yeah, away. Right. No they should have had that's, the first. That's place. what I'm saying. No one is taking anyone's gun here. Right. That's why I think this is so smart from Governor Grisham because sure. it's just a health order. It's like, hey guys, yeah. just don't bring them here. And you I know, didn't realize just, it was three days. I, I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention, but that is in the article. It's just a 30 day public health order. And yes, I mean to both of your points, it is obviously already being challenged. Um, the even the the sheriff of Albuquerque, the sheriff of the county that Albuquerque is in, is saying, it's, "Yes, uh, yeah, it's unconstitutional. <laughs> There's no way we can enforce this order," said uh, the county sheriff John Allen. And this ban does nothing to curb gun violence. So even as a law enforcement officer, he's pushing back. And of course, as we just highlighted, we all know how Republicans love to talk about impeachment. Two Republican state representatives, John Block and Stephanie Lord, are already calling for the governor to be impeached. Oh, can I over give these you one well. last quote? from the second amendment that, that that around the second amendment from yes. George Washington. Uh, yeah, and then I well and I do have just a a, a question about it too cuz I yes. know the the line shall not be infringed is in there. And that's not really in any of the other amendments. It says the right of the citizens to bear arms will not be infringed. But then they also talk about well-regulated militia. And I am over here like, well, reg- well-regulated, that's a hyphenated word. That's one word. That requires a little bit of infringement. Uh, some regulations. <laughs> right. So well, There's a whole Scalia school of thought where you yes. can look at the commas, you can look at the hyphens, <laughs> you can look, you look at, at this, and look at that. You can put, the question, put a question mark in there. Which, is that what they meant? Put the outside done one. But yeah. these guys, you have to realize, like, it goes back to an even deeper issue where where when they did Heller, they said that they basically based it on uh, America took the idea of guns from the from the English common law way of doing it, which was God gave you the right. This was like an inherent right that you had, like almost a human right. Right. It goes all the way back. And which makes you think like surely all the Americans at that time must have had guns. All of these people no. must have been wielding guns. They must have had these guns in their beds. 
But when you look back at history, love sleeping you with look my at gun. The, I put it right under my lumpy pillow. <laughs> <laughs> you bite your tongue when you talk about my pillow. <laughs> and so you go back in history. There's one piece where you can look back at all the records they kept when they look at through like what they recovered from people's homes and stuff like that. You know, very small percentage of them had guns in their homes. The other thing, what George Washington had this great quote in 1776, mm. where they had the greatest militia ever created that defeated the British, right? Sure, sure. Okay? And I mean, it took them a couple more years, took, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when it started. It started. 1776. <laughs> this is a quote from him. He's talking about his troops. Mm. He's saying, We love the troops. Quote, <laughs> <laughs> Seldom a day passes, but some persons are shot by their friends. Oh, These dumbasses wow. they knew. shot oh, each other. Oh, no. You mean to tell me that when they were making the Constitution, they're like, man, guns are so important. We all need to have guns because these guys all know how to use. They're all marksmen. They're yeah. all really good at No. These drunk assholes were exhausted and cold and shooting each other by accident. Oh, no. Because it was Farmer Bob, man. Oh, man. Good thing that's a well-regulated militia yeah. there. Good grief. <laughs> Farmer Bob, look out. Well, we will see what happens in New Mexico. It is, as you said, a new precedent. Um, obviously, I think cities have kind of put out public health orders when it comes to guns. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of like the first time a governor of a state is doing it. So we shall see how this plays out in the courts. Because, again, as we all know, Republicans love their guns. And yet they are also saying they're pro-life. And that gets into our last story, ladies and gentlemen. Because here we are finding out that Republicans, they love being pro-life, uh -huh. even though they're very pro-gun. Those are two different things. <laughs> so now they're thinking, and this is another meeting that happened behind closed doors of the Senate GOP caucus, that maybe it's time to find a new term for pro-life so they can stop losing so many elections <laughs> in light of the Roe v. Wade Reversal. Instead of pro pro life, uh -huh. we're gonna be pro hamburger. Okay. okay. Everyone loves a hamburger. Yeah. Okay. Who's I, gonna say they're anti hamburger? <laughs> well, probably those Democrats. They, the Democrats are vegan. anti. They're, they're vegan. vegan. So we they're don't want vegans. an Impossible Burger or a Beyond <laughs> Meat. We want American meat fetus. Right. We want fetus meat. Pro fetus meat. <laughs> well, you know they are kind of going in that direction. The Republicans are going in the direction of being pro baby. Because who doesn't love a delicious baby? Oh, so baby? that's what they're going to say. Yeah, so this all stemmed from a Republican strategist who met behind closed doors with the Senate Republicans earlier this week, uh, where they basically laid out some polling data that suggests that terms like pro-life and pro-choice invoke very different emotions and reactions depending <laughs> on where you are in the country, especially in the wake of the last year's Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe v. Wade. So the polling, which uh, no one has independently reviewed, so this is just Republicans only, this is uh, done by a former McConnell aide, a Mitch McConnell aide, or as we call him here, thanks to Ed Larson, Glitch, Senator Glitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze frame. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Well, this guy still has a job somehow, <laughs> Stephen Law, and he showed them that pro-life is no longer resonating with voters. Uh, what intrigued me the most about the results was that pro-choice and pro-life mean something different now. All the people seeing pro-life as being against all abortions at all levels. And that is from Senator Kevin Kramer, who is a Republican from North Dakota. Josh Hawley also weighed in and said that many voters think pro-life means you're for no exceptions in favor of abortion ever, ever. And pro-choice now means that you can, uh, it means a different number of things. So the conversation is mostly oriented around how voters think of those labels, how they've shifted. So if you're going to talk about the issue, you need to be more specific. And that's what they're advising all these senators, who, again, you know, the Republican 
Republicans took some losses. They obviously won back the House barely. And that's how we have Kevin McCarthy. But in 2022, the abortion issue was a giant L Mm -hmm. for the Republicans. And so they're trying to reverse that depending on where the Republican senator is running for reelection. The the words pro-life aren't why this is an issue. It's an issue because the religious right, the extreme religious right, are the ones that have been pushing it. Right, I know. We are talking about a, a fake abortion centers. This guy, Robert Pearson, in 1967, made the first women's pregnancy center. I'll put mm-hmm. big big quotes on That's that. He's doing, he's doing quotations. He was trying. He said he was trying to help women, quotes. right, make the right choice. Mm-hmm. But in his pamphlets, he basically he's calling women the devil that get abortions. Oh my god! This is where this entire sect of the Republican Party exists right now. Yeah. That's who's driving it. That's who's actually permeated. There's 30% probably of the Republican Party thinks that there should not be exceptions to yeah. this. Yeah. Right? And so this is where they're at. It's not pro-life. Right. It's that their job, they did it too well. Yeah. Or right. also uh, adding to that, it's also because pro-life, when you start asking them, okay, so if you're pro-life, then you support you know, uh, abolishing, free education. The, abolishing the death penalty. Uh, yeah, exactly. So when you start bringing up what pro-life means, it's like, wait, you're not yeah. pro-life. You're just anti-abortion yeah. and, of women. And you're yeah. absolutely right, Cena, because I catch myself doing that sometimes when I'm talking about this very controversial issue that, again, I don't think as men, like, we should have that much say in this abortion rights. We shouldn't have any. It's just like, I've I, I written want a the policy women about women's bodies <laughs> okay, I'd great. like to share That's on this really show, great. this great platform. But I, I catch myself saying pro-life. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just playing into their hands. It's it's anti-abortion is what yes, they are. Yes, they're anti-women's right. rights. They're not pro-life. They're just anti-abortion. And that's the thing. So abortion is now banned in 14 states and several others have obviously uh, pursued multiple restrictions. I know even in Ohio, we had a six-week ban that was in place after the Roe v. Wade decision where they overturned it. And now that's on hold. Every state is different right now, but 11 states, including Missouri, have enacted abortion bans with no exceptions for rape and incest. And so basically what these senators are being told behind closed doors are that's too controversial, right? Uh, the senators who attended the presentation said that they were encouraged to be as specific as possible when they described their positions on abortion. Mm. And I even reminds me of um, the Republican debate we just had where uh, the South Carolina governor, former South Carolina governor, Nikki Haley. Yes. She was the only one up there to say, hey, are we really talking about having no exceptions for these women and girls? Are we really talking about prosecuting doctors who perform these services. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like some of them see the writing on the wall and the writing on the wall, by the way, it's just pulling data. And they're like, you know, let's take some steps back depending on where you are. If you're a Wyoming Senator, Okay, Travis, say whatever. You should know this. The Taliban has better women's reproductive rights. I mentioned this before. I've mentioned this on this show. I say, Travis, you should know this because. Why should I know that? Because your beard. uh, You went and worked and produced a podcast for the Taliban. Unfortunately, none of the fans can see my beautiful beard Well, you should take a photo and put it up for social media. I will do no such thing. You can come see me live next week in Ohio where I will be opening for Trey Crowder, the liberal redneck, Toledo, Dayton, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland. Cleveland, and I do have this beard just for the joke. So point continue of, with your hilarious of, joke point that of no privilege. one can see or get. Point of privilege <laughs> as the only Middle Easterner in this entire network. Is my beard offending you? No, it's <laughs> hilarious. I can't believe I get to make these jokes right now. It looks like they were going to start waterboarding you. Yes. You were like, no, 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 stop. He's on our team. I look like an Amish boy who ran away, but he should probably go back. <laughs> That's how I've been selling it. I look like a rabbi at Coachella, folks. I look like a vice reporter trying to sneak into an ISIS camp. You like Allah? 
try this acid. All right. <laughs> so you get the idea. The Senate, uh, they, they've got a lot. Look, the Senate is up for grabs this year. And that yeah. is why they're so worried about right. this. We've got four, messaging, 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 four yeah. Democrat seats that come out of red states. They are going to come out and say, are you pro baby? That is exactly. The baby. That's what I was just. I'm pro baby. Are you pro baby? That's literally what Senator what Todd Young out of Indiana. He's a Republican senator from there. He says uh, when he was asked whether the senators were encouraged to use other terms in pro-life, he was like, I like pro baby because that's it's like it's just a term my my creation to demonstrate my concern for babies. It's like well okay, yeah then well Who's there's a, a lot of classrooms that, of babies that yeah. have been shot and killed that I don't think they wow. give a shit about. Oh, you're not very pro life. Yeah, once <laughs> it gets to school, you're on your own. Yeah, but if you're unborn or a baby, yeah, I like you. I like your real. When nice. do they stop being a baby? I think they're a baby since. Oh, that's good. When, wow. well, I'm, I'm still a baby right now. Don't shoot me. Yeah, right? maybe. Oh, that's a good oh, idea. Oh, my baby. Yeah, I stop being a baby when I'm vaping with Lauren Bobert at a Beetlejuice oh, <laughs> musical. Bobert. That's what I'm talking about. They like, come at me, Bobert, oh, go oh. home. <laughs> at three foot, four <laughs> foot, four, four and, and a half, half foot. foot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. A th- big thanks to Cena Gaznavi. Check out all the Frosters episodes. Also, congratulations. You're pro baby. I am. I have two of them. You've got two of them <laughs> congratulations. now. So you're very pro Thank baby. You. I hope the Republicans' message resonates with you as you have that cute little baby on you. You'll see in my voting record. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, Fernando? And one more thing. We're going to do just one episode a week for the next four weeks while Ben is on sabbatical. Yes. But just to keep an eye out, keep enjoying our, our podcast. Yes, we got a bunch of hilarious guests all lined up that we will be bringing to you. Uh, I will be on the road again in Ohio, my home state, with Trey Crowder, Liberal Rednecks. We'll be sneaking Trey on the show and a bunch of other guests. And we will keep you updated on all the news of the day. Thanks so much for joining us. And as always, hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.